Hi, I'm Roxanne, and I've been reporting everything Real Housewives and Bravo TV for the past 15 years, and now with my cousin Chantel. Hey, Roxanne. We're breaking down episodes and sharing exclusive content with your favorite and not-so-favorite Bravo TV stars. Listen to All About TRH wherever you get your podcasts. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, I'm all about it. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, I'm all about it. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, 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 guys. Welcome back and happy Monday. All right, guys. Well, you know, this is one of our favorite days of the week because not only are we doing hot, messy topics, but we also have our members only live tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern, which is 3 p.m. Pacific. One of our favorites because Jason and I just get to let loose. It's not necessarily so Bravo affiliated, but it's more so about just the shit that's happening with us and... We get to bond with you guys. We're going to be definitely taking callers tonight, so hopefully you can join us. But in the meantime, we have the Randall Emmett of it all in the alleged FBI investigation, Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. Kelly Dodd is blasting the hell out of Tamara, Teddy, and Brandy. We also have a little bit of Beverly Hills news. And of course, Real Housewives of Potomac, Salt Lake City. It's just so much. Like My mind is blown. So with that, if you guys haven't already, go ahead, smash that like button. If you're not subscribed, get subscribed. Don't forget to hit that notification bell. Now, let's welcome Jason. Hello. Hello. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. What a what a Monday. Oh like, my gosh. I think everyone is still recovering from last Friday where we found out that Lisa Renna has exited the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We had the Jen Shaw sentencing and people's minds are just like Oh, tired. on top of that, we had the Randall Emmett alleged FBI investigation into child exploitation. Like, it's almost like, you know that old saying, when it rains, it pours? Yes. It poured. Oh, yeah. It poured. It poured for sure. And this is going to lead us straight into a huge season on Bravo. Just a few weeks away, we have the Real Housewives of New Jersey, Vanderpump Rules. So much coming up. So it's much. Literally, guys, so... In the next month, we will be wrapping up Salt Lake City. We'll be getting our... Well, Andy Cohen tweeted out this morning that we have the Real Housewives of Potomac reunion coming up and him and his team are gearing up. So send him all of your questions. We have Real Housewives of New Jersey premiering and Vanderpump Rules like... Crazy. Wow. What a way to start off 2023. What a bravo spring. What a bravo spring. spring. No, we're still winter. (laughs) Oh, whatever. Well, so guys, we've been asking you, especially because we did our Hot Messy podcast live on YouTube. It was our first live and we were asking about the Lisa Rinna and Vanderpump of it all. Now, we know Rinna announced her exit after eight years and it was allegedly over this $2 million contract war, which is total garbage, bullshit, not true. I'm not buying it. I think that even if they would have handed her a million dollars to film for six months with her friends, go on these lavish trips, and then just hang out with everybody that she knows and navigate it the way that she does, I think she totally would have taken it. I feel like... I don't know if this is a pause or just a, hey, girl, you can announce however the however the hell you want. Um, you're out of the game. We are not bringing you back next season. Maybe you have a future, so I wouldn't go bashing the network like Nene Leakes did. But regardless, she's out. 
With that, fans are now wondering, okay, so who's going to come in and replace her? Because she's not the only one who's rumored to be out. Now, she's confirmed to be out. Diana Jenkins and Crystal Kung-Minkoff are rumored to be out. I believe 100% the Diana Jenkins news. Crystal Kung-Minkoff, I'm still on the fence. I don't know if she's out-out or a friend of. But it makes us wonder... Who are you going to bring back to shake up the system? Now, if you guys didn't Mm. catch our Hot Messy podcast live, then let me just remind you, my whole conspiracy theory of it all is when we went into season 16 of The Real Housewives of Orange County, we got rid of Kelly Dodd and we brought in Heather Dubrow. Kelly Dodd filmed Heather Dubrow outside of Orange Theory, making fun of her, filmed her in a steakhouse, making fun of her, got served a cease and desist, I believe, after talking about her son um, being at a party, spreading... You know, when we were going through the times to see word mm-hmm. that we can't say because of the algorithm. And we knew that Heather DeBro would never bring the opulence back to Orange County if Kelly Dodd was still on the show. Right. Now, for Lisa Vanderpump, one of the biggest questions is, would she ever come back? I've seen so many comments of, oh my gosh, please bring her back. And no, we don't need her back. She never showed up to the reunion. I saw where Erica Jane was just caught up with by TMZ walking through a parking structure. And she said... You know, she was a coward and I have more respect for Kathy Hilton because at least she showed up to the reunion. Regardless, I think that the way that the women, even if you think LVP was calculated on the show, that's why she was so good. It is still a show at the end of the day. It was never Munchausen's. It was never your near death. It was never, I'm going to, you know, just put out a blatant affair, uh, alleged affair between Denise Richards and her husband. It was never, oh my gosh, I have to talk about it because I'm going to get cancer. And there was never any sort of legal situation that was surrounding her and victims. So Mm. when she didn't want to come back to the show, she was still the EP executive producer of another very successful show called Vanderpump Rules, which is now on its 10th season. Yeah. It's going into season 10. Yeah. It's going into season 10. And she decided not to go to the reunion. But at that time, we have to remember that they were not only not empathetic, sympathetic to the fact that she lost her brother. Um, Obviously, we know that he took his own life, which is very sad, but also her mother. And from us looking in from an insider's perspective of not necessarily being friends with LVP, but working inside of her restaurants and seeing how she navigated this, I just want to say this is not just sticking up for her. We're not friends with LVP, but one thing I have to say is After that all happened, she was not the same coming into the restaurant. She was visibly sad. She took time off. She brought in her nephews. She took them in. She took care of them. She made sure that whatever they needed, she was going to supply that for them and try to make their life as normal as possible. The woman has a heart, whether you like it or not. And other people, other cast members took this as a moment of weakness for her in order to prey on her and try to get her off the show trying to take the crown off of the queen's head when really that just got your ass kicked off the show as well. Jason, what are your thoughts about this? Well, my thoughts are, okay, so Lisa Vanderpump coming back to the show, A, I think would be phenomenal, right? But the thing that you and I go back and forth with is, you know, being that she was our old boss, we know that after she went through the deaths of her with her family and she came into the restaurant, she did not want to be involved with that drama or go back to Housewives. I've heard numerous times, I will never go back to Housewives. Fast forward, okay? She's a grandmother now. She's had time to heal. She has multiple businesses, successful businesses, two in Vegas, three in LA. She's growing her empire, right? To me, Housewives is nothing better than watching 
a very successful person like Lisa Vanderpump kind of showcase that as well as get involved in the drama. If you think about it, none of the other women have really a lot going on. Erica has her legal case. Dorit has PK. Uh, you know, like Lisa Renna has uh, bubbly wines of whatever the hell and, you know, Renna lips or lip beauty or something like that. When you have someone like Lisa, you can't go through L.A. or West Hollywood without running into one of her businesses. You can't right. go anywhere without. No, you know what I mean? She, you know is she is Beverly Hills. Is she going to come back? This is the opportunity, I think. Will she choose to? I don't know, because a lot of old housewives, not Heather Dubrow, but Bethany and, and some other ones, too, won't come back because it's not the same as it was when they first started. But I think Lisa Vanderpump coming back would be a bigger splash than Heather Dubrow. And she already knows these ladies. She Can I already say- knows them. I want to piggyback off what you're saying too. When we had Bethany Frankel exit the show, when she was going through the divorce with Jason Hoppy, she returned and she was Mm. bigger, better than ever. Now she outgrew the show. Yes, she didn't want to play the same game. The show evolves. Um, Production starts to get a little bit more pre-produced the way that they ask the different cast members to navigate the situation and how they film it. Um, Bethany Frankel came back. She killed it. Nene Leakes left the show. She came back. We had Vicky Gumbelson leave the show and she's still doing everything she can to come back. Now for LVP, she doesn't necessarily need to come back. She has her own show. But I think exactly just what Jason just said was she has had time to heal. Would she want to come back? I'm not sure. Does money talk? Yes. And her caliber? I don't know. At the same time too, right? Her businesses run off of the show. Sir, Pump, Tom, Tom, they run off of the show and not just Vanderpump Rules. That's like a Tom, Tom thing. People come into Pump to see Lisa. You know, they've seen Pump on on Housewives. It is also, she's a businesswoman. And this is another opportunity to just showcase her businesses and to bring more attention to her businesses that are already thriving. It helps. I'm telling you, when I used to run Pump, when the show was on, we were almost double in capacity. Now we have the rumor of Nicolette Sheridan coming on to the show, and I'm not quite sure where this came from or if this is true at all. I don't want her to come on the show. And when I say that, it's because, yes, we know that she's Harry Hamlin's ex. Sure. Yeah. Would you just bring her back to what to get at at Lisa Renna? That doesn't make sense. Are we just trying to... We should have just brought her back with Lisa Renna, because if we're not bringing her back... like Just like when people are saying, bring back Denise... If Lisa Ren is no longer there, I don't want Denise. Just like if Lisa Ren is mm-hmm. no longer there, I don't want Nicolette Sheridan. But this is what happens right before we go into a new season of any Housewives franchise. We have the speculation of it all. We have the rumors. We have the blind items. And oh my gosh, rumors. coming. We have the friends who are <laughs> testing. We don't know who the actual contracts are going to. I don't want Nicolette Sheridan. Jason, what are your thoughts? And guys, I, I don't think she fits in. Yeah, please. I don't think she fits into the group. I really don't. Um, I don't know. I don't don't think she does either. And I think that the women would be standoffish because they know exactly um, what Lisa Renna's relationship is with Nicolette Sheridan. I also feel as though Nicolette and like, even though Lisa Renna is no longer on the show, I feel like there will be some sort of allegiance and loyalty 
to her from some of the other cast members, Erica especially, because when TMZ caught up with Erica in the parking garage, she was like, Lisa Rinna is the GOAT, the greatest of all time. She'll never be replaced. That so. was so ridiculous, that that garage moment. I don't know who got that. TMZ, who got that? Do you know who got that? I believe it was TMZ. Yeah, um, it was it was strange, you know, like... <laughs> First of all, Lisa Vanderpump's not a coward. I can attest that that is that's so funny because you just invited her back basically by saying that. And then the goat. Okay, I understand that Lisa Renna had a lot of energy on the show. She really did. She brought a lot of drama. Was it the right drama? No, it was usually toxic. It was gosh, I don't want to say fun to watch because it really wasn't fun to watch, especially these last two seasons. But she had some fun moments. And as I said before, Lisa Renna is a great performer. She's a great entertainer. Okay. Housewives is just the wrong platform right now. I think it's gotten a little too toxic for her. But I don't think at all she was the goat. If you want goats, look back to season one, season two. Kaylee Thompson said the Nicolette Sheridan post going around was a fake made by a Bravo fan account. I hope so. Honestly, I don't think that it's happening anyway. It's so not the first time we've heard about her. It's potentially it's like joining the show. Spelling. It's like yeah. every year Tori Spelling is coming on. But then again, every year Kathy Hilton was coming on and it was never true. It was never going to happen. But lo and behold, right after the P word, the C word, everything that we can't say because of the algorithm, she showed up. And she came she on. showed up. Norma Maldonado said, if Rena quit, why was Erica Jane so angry? She was fired. Exactly. And Erica... Ooh, good point, Norma. Con- yeah, great point. And thank you, Norma. But she seemingly confirmed her return to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills in that TMZ catch-up. But Jason, bring us to our next topic because okay. I can't talk Beverly Hills anymore. Well, we have to talk about the rumors of the Real Housewives of Ultimate Girls Trip. Season 4, which is rumored to be film- filming next month in Marrakesh. Which, that is an interesting place. I think that would be a great place to film a whole bunch of crazy women. Yes. Um, So guys, now we're hearing rumors that they might bring back a few people from season two of The Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, where we filmed at Bluestone Manor. I don't understand what they're doing, and I think that this is a big flop fall on Andy Cohen and all of the producers, anybody who's at Peacock, Bravo. I think that this is an extremely silly decision. And the reason I I think Why do you think that... Yeah, I was going to ask, why do you think the reason for that is? Because you have plenty to choose from, or... Are some of the ladies, you know, the former housewives, um, not willing to come on the show? Like you have like people like Leah Black. You have uh, other former housewives from New York, from Beverly Hills, Adrian Maloof. Like put some other housewives that we want to see. Right. No, I completely get what you're saying. But for Ultimate Girls Trip to bring back four people that we already have seen, you know, like Brandy Glanville, Phaedra Parks, Vicki Gumbelson, Eva Marcel, I like all of them. But I liked the first season. It almost seemed like we had like those just the housewives who were still working right before Cynthia Bailey demoted herself to a friend and then eventually did not take the contract and she left the show, which now we know she is currently filming the new season of Atlanta. So she will be back on our screens. But I liked how we had all current housewives. Then pan over to season two, we had the ex-wives club, which was interesting because we had all the wives who were no longer on the show before. I felt like we were going with a theme 
season three got a little bit murky because we had current housewives and then we had Portia Williams who came on who was no longer a housewife. I didn't know what the hell we were doing. And originally Tinsley Mortimer was supposed to be joining the housewives at that point. Right, but she right. ended up taking herself out and they put Portia in. At least that's how they explained it to us. I like the idea that Ebony K. Williams came on with when she was talking to Teddy Mellencamp and Tamara Judge on Two Teas in a Pod podcast when she said, let's have a one and done housewives. Like a one season, one hit wonders housewives ultimate girls trip where we get the Ebony K. Williams, maybe the Noella Bergner, the housewives who came on like, um, you know, like from all of the different franchises who came on for one season and they didn't actually last or make it. And I was thinking about that and I'm like, well, they didn't make it. So would that even be interesting? But yeah, it actually could. It's housewives on Ultimate Girls Trip, ones who are no longer on the franchises. Yeah, because they're fighting just like we saw on Ultimate Girls Trip season two, ex-wives club, when we saw Taylor Armstrong recreate that moment, you fucking bitch. And like, when we see these moments, you see that they're fighting so hard. And the only person who was willing to call it out was Brandy Glanville when she was like, you guys are so over pre-produced. And this is, you want a moment. You think you're getting back on TV. You think you're on pause. Girl, you're not. You were fired. Let's call a spade a spade. And she was the only one who I really thought in my mind, aside from Tamara, let's bring them back onto their respected series. Right? now, uh, well, I think the whole ex-wives club, the whole Bluestone Manor was, it's all an audition. That was all an audition. Right. Who can we bring back to the show? Maybe there's something here that we can add to Beverly Hills, Orange County. I can't believe Taylor Armstrong is going to Orange County as a friend. I still can't believe that. I have to see how that works out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, there's, I don't know. There's more. Speaking of this, oh wait, there's more? Yes, we're hearing that we could potentially get Jacqueline Larita, Caroline Manzo, Camille, um, who we formerly knew as Camille Grammer from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Rumors are that Gretchen from Real Housewives of Orange County might come on, and even Alex McCord from the Real Housewives of New York. Now, none of this is confirmed yet. Uh, We knew who the cast was for Ultimate Girls Trip Season 3, going to Thailand when we found out it was Whitney, Heather, and Portia, and Candace, and all of these other women, because at the time we were talking to a few other people behind the scenes that shared that information with us. So we knew about three, four weeks before they started filming at the end of July. Now this cast, we don't have anybody who's like super right in there. So we still have yet to find out. But the problem here is, is right now we're hearing that Brandy Glanville might be reclaiming a diamond after the fact that she went on Twitter and she shared her hand opening up and she said, Oh my gosh, the best Christmas present ever. And it was a diamond. Then she came back, on social media a couple days later and she was like oh my gosh i thought that you know like i didn't think that that was what how people were going to react that was so crazy please girl thank you for all of the love (laughs) and i'm thinking in my mind i'm like what the you wanted your own tamra judge moment i i really am curious okay a why is brandy coming on watch what happens live on wednesday obviously there's a reason is it to announce that she's going to rejoin the cast of beverly hills i really don't I know, I know I'm in the minority and I know that people will tear me apart for saying this. I would like to see her back on. I'd like to see Lisa Vanderpump come back on. I would like to see Brandy back on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We need a shit stir. And without Lisa Renna there, we don't have a shit stir. Right. You know? you know what's so funny is right before we went on here, literally right before, I did a poll in my community tab that you guys can go check out. But I asked, who do you think is the greatest of all time for the housewives? And I put Bethany Frankel, Nene Leakes, Vicky Gumbelson, and Lisa Vanderpump. 
52% said Nene Leakes, and then followed behind it was 23% for Lisa Vanderpump. Nene Leakes will never be back. And I know that some people want Brandy Glanville back and some people don't. And now there's this controversy around it of if Ultimate Girls Trip Season 4 is going to be filming in February, well, that's at the same time that they're going to be filming The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So does that mean that she will actually not be back on the show? However, fear not, because... If they bring her back on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, there are ways to maneuver this, being as last season, we had Kathy Hilton, who didn't even start filming until halfway through the season. Hmm. So we have options, guys. We she have options. Start I don't at the think... Of the month and leave and then come back. I don't want to see Brandy on another Real Housewives Ultimate Girls trip. I really, really I don't. I don't either. Like, I, I think that's ridiculous. But there has to be a reason. Again, she's coming on Watch What Happens Live. She is, uh, she's holding on to that NBC check though. I mean, she's on traders right now. And I, I think, I listen, know, bring I, her would, back. I would she's like to authentic. see an announcement. I'd love to see an announcement. You know, I think she tried to do her own Tamara judge announcement because she got excited. She was supposed to come on our podcast, hot messy podcast, which we still have a tentative plan for that, but not right now. And we were told not to talk about the real housewives. None of our questions were about the housewives. They're more about Brandy because She's such an interesting person on her own, but to, I don't know. It, it kind know. of gives me hints that she's, she's probably coming back. And I think that's what Wednesday will be about. If I have to guess, I might be wrong. Well, if we see a bowl of diamonds, Jason, we will know. Uh, TT also, maybe Brandy <laughs> is coming back as a friend of. We'll find out. And thank you for the super chat. Now, oh, moving on, we do have more Brandy, Kelly Dodd, Tamara Judge, and Teddy Mellencamp drama. And it seems like, really, Yikes. these four ladies are the gift that keep on giving. And I'm not relating that to any sort of STD. Okay, Jason, <laughs> can you please, do we have photos or something that we can bring up? Because this shit of is getting course. real. Of course, this is crazy. Okay, you have to explain this about because when i first heard about first of all let's go back to the, the whole kelly dodd brandy situation which brandy said something about her not coming on her podcast and then kelly had receipts saying this is why there's so much going on but i didn't hear what was happening with teddy okay so she <laughs> Kelly Dodd. Guys, if you have not watched the Rick and <laughs> Kelly show, it is... Listen, it's not for the faint-hearted. They, they just open up. They say whatever they want to say. They don't hold back. And that's most likely why they will be extremely successful on their own show. If they're... I mean, they already are, but... Right. I, I, lo I, I love their YouTube. It, I laugh. I laugh, yeah. like, all the time. I think Rick does such great due diligence in getting his information. He just had his book come out, which I'm actually excited to read because... When we did, and I'm sorry to like kind of track off here, but when we did the Jen Shaw interview, we knew what we were getting into. I had everything set up. When we did the Kelly Dodd interview, I did not know what the hell we were walking into. I was afraid. I thought I was going to I was afraid. And I told you, I'm like, no, it's going to be fine. She'll be cool. And we walked in and like her presence gave me like, I was like, oh my God, what are you going to say? What are you going to do? She was the nicest person. It's, yeah. cra it's crazy what you see on TV is not always what you get. But I was more infatuated with Rick's career because he has covered everything in his career. Every war, every uh, problem that has been going on in the world for the past like 20 years. The Rick Leventhal has been there. So it was really interesting. He showed us his, his room where he has all his press passes and kind of was talking about his career. I'm like, wow. So when you watch the Rick and Kelly show, you don't know what she's going to say. And then you have this calm kind of presence here and they just balance each other yes. so well in yeah. life and on their show. 
Yes, and he also does really well at um when she when she starts saying whatever she wants, he's like, okay, okay. So they he he's keeps like, okay, it we're moving. gonna move on. He we're keeps the on. conversation moving. But <laughs> so we know that Tamara Judge went and had a, abdominal surgery. Um, when she did, she was saying that she had surgery on her stomach. And at that same time that she was undergoing surgery, this is when Kelly Dodd was claiming that she is not a real owner or creator of Venus CBD. Now Tamara did issue a warning to Kelly saying, be careful. Don't talk about my business. Eddie and I have been a part of this business just because our names aren't listed publicly. It's an LLC. She went on this whole tangent about this. Then Kelly was like, what are you going to do? Sue me? I have insurance for that. I could give a shit. After that, she said, you want to know the truth? It was something to the effect of, you want to know the truth about what happened with her surgery? Well, let me tell you guys, it's not that. It's because then she alleged that Tamara's husband plays for the other team, is not into women, and said that they were having sex, but... You from know, behind. Like, from yeah. behind. And that it stretched out her sphincter. <laughs> when, I, when I heard this, I was like, this is something that I didn't even... I This is <laughs> like, I cringe. I can't say see you next Tuesday. I don't like saying certain things. And when I saw this, I was like, what the hell is actually happening? Like it made me cringe. And I'm like, you know, for sure. Kelly Dodd knows Tamara is going to clap back at this, but it's just, it's wild. She slammed Teddy Mellencamp as a clout chaser. Um, She said that Brandy Glanville was a liar about not coming onto her podcast. Well, I mean, according to Brandy and according to Kelly's receipts, it kind of looked that way. I'm not really sure how that, you know, finished off, but it did look like that. Yeah. Well, and you know, for us personally, I, I've said this multiple times. I've never had a negative, neither Jason um, nor I have ever had a negative sort of run in with Brandy Glanville. Now, when I ran into Teddy mm-hmm. Mellencamp at the Andy's Legends Ball, I walked up to her and I apologized because I said, listen, and she looks so uncomfortable. This is the thing. Like, Jason, I was going to say this. Yeah, we okay. just had this conversation. Go ahead. No, no, we please. We just had this conversation. There are two kinds of content creators, right? One to like say what they want and they sit there, they're almost like a keyboard warrior, but then you put a camera in their face. They know that they're going to get the clicks, the likes and everything in between. But then the moment that you stick them in front of a group of people that they might have talked about, they're hiding in the corner, they're awkward, they're uncomfortable and they can't work the room. That is exactly what I got from Teddy Mellencamp. It's what I got from a few other people. We know a couple content creators who can't work a room. And then you have somebody like, let me just say, Emily D. Baker. Emily D. Baker worked the hell out of BravoCon. Anybody who walked up to her, she was saying hi. She was doing she was dancing, having fun. And she did not <laughs> care. She did not care who it was because she doesn't talk crap behind people's backs or to a screen in order to get likes. So I found that to be extremely interesting. And when I saw Teddy, she was sitting there and you could tell that she dyed her hair pink because it seemed like I'm going to be a standout at BravoCon. And Tamara Judge was obviously getting all the attention because people were cheering for her. She was crying, like happy tears of like, oh my gosh, they love me. And it's just so good to be back. You could tell she was just relishing in the moment, which she should because this is her moment, right? They brought her back. They realized they made a mistake and they needed her. So they brought her back to the show and hopefully the ratings will show that. But then we see Teddy who's awkwardly standing there and I was sitting there with Emily D. Baker and right after I went up to Chris Bassett and I said, hey, do you remember me? I'm the guy that you said on Twitter that you would punch in the face. Hi, just wanted to introduce Now's myself. your chance. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, now's your chance. No. Um, and then we were able to squash it. I was like, I'm on like a tour of just like, let me, honestly, I don't like 
conflict, but I do like resolution. Let me just address anything that I have to say to anyone. I had a conversation with Garcelle. I've never said anything bad about her. We had a great talk. I walked up to Kathy, interviewed her, had a great talk. And then I saw Teddy standing there by herself. And I was like, hi, Teddy, nice to meet you. And she was just like, hi, smiling. And I was like, okay, so I just have to be real. She's like, "Uh uh-oh, what's up? I was like, so I just honestly, on my channel, I have a YouTube channel called Up and Adam. And she acted like she didn't know. And she might honestly not know. Well, she she might not know. Well, they reached out to us. So yeah, they know. Oh, okay. Well, especially after, you know, they were called. Well, yeah. Um, But I said, I'm so sorry. I said, listen, I've said on my YouTube channel that I found you to be incredibly boring on reality TV. But to be fair, I always paired that with, I think that that does not affect you being a mother, a wife, a friend. I think that you're probably an incredible mother from what we can see on TV, a great wife, an amazing friend. I'm sure you're a great businesswoman. I think I would be boring on reality TV. So I just want to let you know that I've said that about you. And I just wanted to come up and say it straight to your face. That way it doesn't look like I'm ever talking shit behind the scenes in case we do do an interview. Because I can own my shit. I'm not a keyboard warrior. Boom. Yeah. No, 100%. I mean, listen. Well, thank God I didn't walk up to Teddy because everything you've said about her, I've said probably three times harsher and three times as much. So I'm not going to stay. I'm going to steer clear of her always. And that's okay. And as far as like content creators who talk about certain things. I think housewives and most of the people on the show, they realize that they have to talk about the show and they have to have opinions. They do. This is how content creators drive different audiences and and what what their stance is on certain things. And I think that's okay too. And I think that housewives or or anybody on any of the reality shows on Bravo have to realize just because it's not the best talk about you. Maybe it's it's not as positive as you would like. You're being talked about. As much as you talk about the show, it drives the show. I think it's okay for people to have opinions. I just wouldn't want to be caught saying stuff or making stuff up and then showing up in front of these people. That would I mean, be crazy. It, she was so uncomfortable. Even I was talking to a few other people um, who were moderators and they were saying that Teddy in the press line, um, people, just other housewives were walking past her and she was there with iHeart. And she obviously was doing two teas in a pod, but Tamara was doing appearances. So she was doing it by herself. She tried getting Kathy Hilton to walk up and do an interview. Kathy passed on it. Like she's trying to get all of the, <laughs> but she's talked shit about Kathy Hilton. Like when you're sitting Here's the there, thing though, is Teddy on the show sucks. Like, you know, like it, at this point, Robin on Real Housewives of Potomac is better than Teddy. And that's saying a lot. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, she's great you mean that's on not the podcast. And I'm not saying great in that she gets attention. Like. She says, she, <laughs> she said, <laughs> she says things that get attention. Right. But I, I enjoy sometimes, I'm not going to say all the times. It depends on the episodes. I didn't like the most recent one where um, she was talking about LVP and all that stuff with Justin Anderson. But um, for the most part, it's not a bad show. I think she has really found her platform. But that's what I mean, though. After the MTV VMAs, you went to TomTom with Tamara Judge. You ran into Lisa Vanderpump. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to run into Lisa Vanderpump at her own restaurant. What a (laughs) wild concept. You ran into LVP. She said that we didn't make amends, like we're not friends, but we were able to squash something. Yet you still continue to go on 
and you talk shit now that you're not in her face and you're going on and you're literally the equivalent of a podcasting keyboard warrior. I hate that. I hate when people sit there with their cryptic posts, cryptic tweets, cryptic podcast quotes, and you sit there and you talk shit. Like my thing is, and like even Chris commended me on this. Again, back to Chris Bassett from Potomac because we will be talking about that as well. He even said, listen, when we went back and forth on Twitter, which I did not say a lot of shit, Chris said a lot of shit, but we were able to put it to bed and we both apologized. I still was able to walk up to you and say, listen, we both said some really awful stuff. I'm not going to sit there and hide behind a keyboard. If anything, I'm going to walk up to you. I'm not going to even like Jason and I are both the same way in this sense. We're not going to sit there and go back and forth. And it's like tit for tat on social media. I'll see you. And I'm not saying like, I'll see you like I'm some WWE or MMA fight or something like that. But Meet me outside. How about that? (laughs) Yeah, catch me outside. How about that? But if you have the audacity and the goal to sit there and talk shit behind the keyboard and rip somebody, rip their relationship, rip who they are, rip their character, rip their persona, you obviously don't have that same... it, It just, it kind of puts you into a category in a section as a person. And you're probably most likely not going to have that same energy when you run into that person. You're going to crawl into a shell and i love people like that because it's like for me i feed off of that energy like if you're gonna get me no 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 no. i'm waiting for it i I don't have to get you today i don't have to get you tomorrow i don't have to get you in 2023 but i will i will run into you because karma is a bitch and And i love it that's what lisa said yep 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 okay so Moving on, guys. Um, Moving on. Oh, we have... Okay, before we get into the filmic... Sorry, really quick. We have Teddy Mellencamp on the podcast tomorrow. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hold on real quick, Jason, before you move on. (laughs) TT Doll, all your SX talk made me think of Sister Wives yesterday. Get his pencil wet. Yuck. Uh, TT Doll, Mm. thank you so much. We don't watch Sister Wives, but like Tinsley's opinion said, checkmate, bitch. Moving on. Moving on. Okay. I wanted to get this over with really quick because what the hell is happening with the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? Allegedly, they were supposed to start filming in like three, four weeks. And now I hear no one knows what they're doing. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if they have a show. So (sighs) we, well, we have, okay. We have, you know, our favorite uh, storyline of this season was Heather Gay with her black eye, right? I mean, everyone's. No, it was no one's favorite storyline. It was awful. Storyline. But she just refollowed Whitney on Instagram. Yep. Which makes me think, because I, I don't know what they're going to do for season four. I have no idea. She doesn't care. But I have no idea what they're going to do for season four. Well, when Heather do refollowed you think, her... What? I was just yeah. thinking, do you think they're trying to form new alliances and trying to make it work and to see like, okay, Heather, now I need to be nice to my distant cousin, Whitney, which we just found out we were cousins season one. So everyone who's Mormon is a cousin. Believe me, I have 250 Mormon cousins that show up to a reunion every year. Like what, what, what's going to be the storyline and can Mary Cosby save the show? A few things here. Um, Quentin Dean said, isn't it weird that there was only 14 episodes? I weird. feel like unless they pull a rabbit out of their hat, we could be looking at a Dallas-esque sort of Housewives franchise, which kind of sucks for them because they put a lot of money into producing these different franchises. But if we don't bring in the personality, we're not going to get the ratings. And right now, really, honestly, 
without that explosive personality, I don't know what kind of ratings we're going to have because this year we didn't have much of a storyline. Now that's not protecting anybody, but I did see, and we've had conversations, we're friends with a few of the different Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And Mary Cosby has been a topic for a long time. Will she come back to the show? One, she opted out of not going to the reunion and it wasn't because she was sick or anything. She said that she personally did not want to go because she didn't want to be in the same room with Jenny Wynn. After that, there was speculation that she didn't want to go on. I think that's fair. Well, it, it turned out to be fair, especially after all of the Facebook posts came out. And I completely agreed with Mary Cosby. The other speculation was that she didn't want to come out onto the reunion because she might've been asked about her cousin or whoever, Dan Cosby, who came onto my channel and a few other of her family members who left the congregation and who was claiming that her her church was a cult and she would not want to answer to those. So there was a lot of speculation, but at the end of the day, we know how this works. If you are a housewife and you do not show up to the reunion, that is the nail in your coffin for all housewives. It is your last act as a housewife and that would be not showing up. You will not be looking at a contract for the next season. Now, could Mary Cosby be... Um, someone who they might bend the rules for? Well, yeah, absolutely. Because right now we don't have the ratings. We don't really have a show. And we know that Meredith Marks has been trying her damnedest to get Mary Cosby back on the show. But Mary Cosby seems like in this moment, she's not really that interested in coming back and playing with these women. Then on top of that, we have Whitney Rose, who, again... I've had great conversations with, never any negative interactions with. Um, she's always been extremely sweet to Jason and I. But Heather Gay went and refollowed her, and Whitney rose through the shade and said, So I get refollowed after her ride or die was sentenced yesterday. Dot, 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 wild exclamation point, hashtag Real Housewives of Salt Lake City at Bravo Fair. TV. But Jason was asking me this morning, What do you think this means? Do you think that people are trying to form new alliances? And for me personally, I thought this meant. We are scrambling because we don't have a show. We cannot have just Lisa Barlow going to Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, Burger King, McDonald's, all in the same run just to get a Diet Coke here, a set of fries here, a burger here, and then talk about what (laughs) Barlow has. This is not shade. I'm just saying we're talking about housewives, right? We need an actual show. Potomac is fucking killing it. Beverly Hills killed it. Miami is killing it. Killing it. need a show. We can't have Whitney Rose in... I think that she began to open up about her childhood trauma, but she didn't take us to the finish line. She didn't take us to the gate. And the reason that she did that, in my opinion, and I don't know, I haven't talked to her about this, is that I think she started to open up about a storyline, which is not just a storyline to her. It's something that's really near and dear to her heart, Mm. trauma that she went through. And I think that she caught herself because the more she opened up about it, the more other housewives in production were probably asking her questions. And she realized, I signed up for this show. I don't want to mention any names from my past. Bring or anybody family. else into it. It's a very dark situation. It's yes. very like, yeah, I think she backtracked on that for sure. And that, I mean, yeah, I could see why. I could right. see why for sure. Exactly. And then we have... um We have Heather Gay right now, who a lot of people are very upset with because, yes, we're getting her Bad Mormon memoir, her book. That's great. Fantastic. But then we have the whole black eye of it all. We know for a fact that she did not actually get punched in the eye. Now, people are saying, well, if she didn't get punched in the eye, what were the scrapes that weren't there before? If you go back to the episode, you would see that she actually did have some marks on her. Tamara Judge talks about this, Teddy Mellencamp, and a lot of the Bravo fans who just zone in on all of this shit, they caught all of this. She had the marks on her arm, but what happened to her face and her eye 
Well, it was alluded to that somebody potentially hurt her. Don't open the door in the middle of the night. You don't know what's going to happen. But then you catch her in a different moment where Jinshaw walks away after Dana questions her saying, I know somebody who's in an informant. And then when she went upstairs, she was like, oh, well, why don't we just bring up my black eye in order to get them off the trail? And production should have never showed that because it just goes to show that we have a complete bullshit storyline. And that took Heather Gay from a fan favorite to someone who people are really honestly annoyed with because it's almost treating the viewers as if they are not smart, as if well, we are talking to a bunch of stupid people in an audience, and that's not the case. The viewers are very intelligent. The viewers are not dumb. That is for yeah. sure. Really quick, Ebony Dix, thank you so much for the super chat. Points for Lisa Var- Barlow giving us her solo. This is true. And then TT Doll, thank you again. We appreciate you. I want to see the real Housewives of Alaska. That would be interesting. <laughs> I thought I thought Salt Lake would be interesting, but we also saw a different side of Heather, not just the whole created, you know, oh, what happened? I don't know. <laughs> Crazy. I saw it myself. <laughs> you know, I said it before last time. You at least saw it with one eye, right? You know right. what you're doing. I mean, unless you're completely blocked out, I don't. Whatever. Something happened, and it would have been nice just to like finish that there. I don't know. I'm sure that will be brought up at the reunion because that is a question that needs to be answered for sure but also we saw a different side of her when she talks to Whitney and a lot of people especially on Twitter and some of the other social media um, boards and and chats were just saying they don't like how Heather talks to Whitney right and it has shifted it's shifted since the first episode when Whitney was printing her thing to exit the church and be officially excommunicated done with the church well I guess she wasn't excommunicated she was leaving but Everything has changed since then. Now she does talk down to her like she's beneath her, below her, younger than her, you know, and it's very different. And it's, it's kind of giving Heather with that kind of, you know, demeanor towards Whitney and the whole black eye made up storyline. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's like, come on. It almost, I mean, if we pan over to the Real Housewives of Dubai, it almost makes me wonder if there's like some sort of competition here because Heather Gay did come out as sort of a breakout star of the Salt Lake City Housewives. And Whitney was there. Um, People loved her. She had her fans, but it wasn't the same sort of like energy that was behind Heather Gay. We have Real Housewives of Dubai. We have Lisa Milan and Chanel Ayan. Before they started filming the show, and we learned this, we hung out with the Dubai ladies the whole time at BravoCon. We met Chanel. We met Lisa, we met everyone. And Chanel used to really attach herself to Lisa Milan because she was a designer. Chanel was a model. And Lisa was always the one in the spotlight. Now, going on to the show, the first season of The Real Housewives of Dubai, Chanel Ayan was a breakout star. People loved her. She started kind of rubbing elbows with all of the other different housewives. And now Naomi Campbell, like she's on everyone's radar. And it makes me wonder, is that sort of, is there going to be an ego that comes with that? Is that going that going to change the dynamic for her and Lisa Milan? I have questions, but I wanted to um, bring this up really quick. I saw where somebody said T-Stars Vanderpump Rules trailer coming today. We've heard that. I'm not quite sure. If it is coming today, it's going to be anytime, I'm sure, within like the next two, three hours. So 
We will see. I hope so, because nobody covers Vanderpump Rules better than Jason and I. Talk about an inside feed. We love it. It's fun. It's yeah. fun to talk about too. Um, yeah, interesting. Really quick, I just want to say something before we get into Potomac about Dubai. All of the ladies, I think what's happened with Dubai, because either you love Dubai or you don't. It's really, really kind of like one way or the other, right? This to me is like Miami season four. Some people were into it. Some people weren't. But season five, after you've seen it back, you've watched it, you know what you need to do. I feel like season two of Dubai, we need to keep all of the ladies. Some have friend have, oh, sorry, some have formed really great friendships and some are really pushing to the side. I want to see what happens with that same group of women plus one or two, you know? Yeah, and I think they're going to bring it for season two. We'll have to, to start filming see. too. We'll have to wait and see. And as for season four of Salt Lake City, I think that they will definitely try for a season four. Um, they were originally supposed to start at the end of January. We knew that for a fact. And now they're pushed back to sometime in February. That could be a, a ton of different reasons. I really just feel like they're Because they don't with- want this cast and no one wants this cast. Okay? <laughs> That's why. <laughs> no, there are a few people from this cast that I would take. I just don't okay, think who? that like... No Dana. I still like Whitney. I like Lisa Barlow. I like oh, Heather the, Gay. The I like OGs Karen have Mark. to stay. The OGs have to stay. That, I'm talking that's... about the three in the middle that I'm just not like. I and I don't think we need friends of like at this point. Get people who are dynamic enough to come in with a full time snowflake. Get the personalities. Throw them in there. Give them an ego of like. Guess what? It might have been your show before, but I'm here now. And like have that energy. Send Lala to Salt Lake. Well, she's too busy filming Vanderpump Rules. Um, but you never know. You and never then, know. Speaking we are of crossing Lala, over though, everywhere. Yes, we are crossing over everywhere. Speaking of Lala Douglas, I wanted to bring this up before we get into Potomac. We have a situation going on with Randall Emmett, his ex Amber Childers, and of course Lala Kent. Now we were introduced to Randall, um, who some might say might be related to Big Ed from TLC's 90 Day Fiance. He's actually not. Um, Oh, regardless did he do a 23andMe? Because I think it's pretty close. Okay. Shady as fuck. Shady as fuck. But um, no, he his ex, Amber Childers, is trying to um, get this restraining order to be pretty much like written in stone. She did get granted a temporary restraining order. She wants full custody. She wants the payments of it all. And she said that he is allegedly being investigated by the FBI for child exploitation. Now, he went on and did an Instagram video saying that this is completely a smear campaign. That's not true. We've investigated this and we found that this is not true. We've asked around. Nobody is investigating me. However, the LA Times, who most of the time, from my experience, unless you guys have a different story, um, they do their due diligence. They do the exposés. They did the one on Tom Girardi. They did the original one on Randall Emmett. And they make sure that they get their sources down. Now, they said that they talked to three other people who claimed that they were contacted by the FBI in regards to this alleged child exploitation situation. And if that is the case, then whatever Randall is saying, even though he's going on social media and denying it, obviously would not hold any merit. But as of right now, it's totally up in the air. And for Lala Kent, she went on and cryptically posted on Instagram on her stories, listen, you've been seen. I, I don't know what to say about him. I mean, we talked before when we've recapped the Vanderpump Rules, how when Randall no, used to come in... Bill when he I didn't pay his bill. He, he just gets slimier and slimier as it goes on. But listen... 
you know, you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, and I get that, but he should have been judged by his cover from the beginning. <laughs> and Dub said, God, he looked like he needs to lay down. Goodness gracious. That's the problem. He's laid down with too many people. That's what's got him in this shit. Allegedly. Yeah. 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 I was talking about that's why Lala Kent left him. I wasn't saying that anything with the FBI, anything like that. Please don't come after me. I didn't say anything. Um, let's take it, Jason. Let's pan over and go to our Real Housewives of Potomac. Look at these ladies. Look at these ladies bringing it. bringing it, bringing it as they should be bringing it, as they do bring it all the time. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, this was a slower episode, though, don't you think? Oh, my God. If so I want it, to ask everybody, I know that this is going to double up, but I want to ask anyone who is currently watching this live with us in our live chat, if you could rate The Real Housewives of Potomac, last night's episode, 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, what would you rate it? I will kick this off by giving them a 5. Ooh, last night's? Last night's was a 5. Yeah, I have to say because, you know, it was a lot of travel. It left me with some questions like, two things because two things really happened here right you had Jacqueline and Mia in a big fight on the plane which no one saw I do want to give a uh, a 10 to production look at this production is stealing the show this season on Potomac even Karen Huger said there's there's another housewife in Potomac and, and her name is production and I love that because they are just kind of amplifying what we're watching and it's incredible it's amazing but it was kind of a slower episode but i do want to know what happened on the plane and really is this that big of a deal i feel like jacqueline is the friend that keeps on like i don't know i could see her joining the cast but they've been friends mia and jacqueline been friends for like what 20 30 years something like that now that they have a platform they are letting it all out there what do you well, think about this? It's like an ego too when it comes down to it because you have two friends here and it's kind of a battle of, okay, Mia came in. Mia has the money. She has the certain level of opulence before she just tweeted out or messaged out that she just got humbled because her husband's brother ended up taking over the companies and just kind of ousting them. So they had to leave their big, huge house in Potomac and go back to the penthouse in Baltimore. However, she came in she ended up marrying Rich. They ended up making more businesses together. She ended up getting on The Real Housewives of Potomac. This is like one of those situations where you have the friend, you have two friends, and you have the one who is always constantly, it seems like they're winning. And then you have the one on the side who's like, what the fuck, man? What about me? Like, why does she get everything? What does she have that I don't? And then it seemed like Mia wanted to share that with her by bringing her onto the show. Now, once right. they brought it onto the show, they had too much time together in the sense that one, their whole lives are like too interconnected. Jacqueline's sister is Mia's nanny. Mia's nanny is watching her kids, obviously. And Jacqueline feels like because that's her sister, well, you're paying my sister, but I can just drop off my kids too. And Mia's like, hold on, that's not always fair because while it's fun to have play dates, why am I paying for your sister to not only watch my kids, but your kids too, which takes away time from my kids and attention from my kids and your kids are in my house eating all my food. Then you have Jacqueline like, hold on, wait a minute. When we were kids, you had nowhere to go. So I took your ass in. My mom and I took your ass in. You had nowhere to go and you are forever indebted to me. And Mia's like, the history there. 
Does that mean that I have an open checkbook and I should be paying for your ass forever because you're driving a Porsche and we're the ones who put the down deposit? And then Jacqueline's like, you're getting way too ahead of yourself. And Mia's like, don't let the cameras fool you, girl, because I am still not from Potomac and I will drag you. And Jacqueline's like, do you remember when I threw a brick at your head? And I'm just like, oh, good Lord, the brick at the head. No, listen, what Mia said, this is what I want to know. What does it mean? Close your legs to married men. Who is she referring to? I don't know. See, the way I want that more. The, I need to know more. The way that Jacqueline reacted and started screaming, I've never slept with your husband or cheated with your husband or something like that. I was like just as confused with as the rest of the cast because I'm looking and I'm like, she didn't say, is there something? Where did that come from? You did not say you slept with my husband. So is there something that you're hiding? Is there something? Did you guys have this collaborative like one-off sort of situation where like, hey, let's kind of tuddle in the bed together and touch a little like like bump a little muffin or do something i don't know what it is i don't know how they navigated it but are they hiding something because the way that jacqueline so quickly popped off over the close your legs to married men and she didn't if she would have popped off anyways i would have been like yes that's warranted but she went straight to g and i'm like okay that just screams guilty what are you yeah. guys doing behind closed scenes? You guys are so comfortable showering together. You're putting a down deposit, down payment on her car. The situation is just weird. Mia has been very yeah. open about the fact that they are sexually very open and they like to watch each other hook up with people. She's like, I like to watch, but has he hooked up with Jacqueline? We don't know. It's just messy. This is why keep your friends over here. Keep your work over here. Don't shit where you eat. Boom. A hundred percent. I did find it nice, though, that like Candace and everyone was like, this is your friend. Mia has missed so many opportunities to squash things before it gets a little too far. This is one of them. Wendy being the other. It's She can't let things go. But also Mia sometimes manipulates situations that I don't like. Like, I just don't like the situation with Wendy. I didn't like this situation. Like, let it go. Stop carrying it on. You know? Yeah. But yeah. the other situation that happened, of course, was the Sharice... And Ooh. Karen's situation, this one wow. from zero to 60, Not that real photo. quick. <laughs> Wait, how about this one? <laughs> okay, that's better. That's better. Um, this this also, is crazy. Because this, this is like, what? what is the backstory here? The backstory is Sharice has some shit on Karen. Supposedly. Oh this, is like what Giselle, this is what Giselle keeps pushing, though. Giselle keeps saying, oh, what, Karen? Did Cherie sleep with one of your boyfriends or something? Like, what are Giselle you alluding to? Knows, and she doesn't want to be the one to deliver it because it's not Giselle's news to deliver. Right. So she's then poking, Giselle poking, poking. She's like, take her health and not worry about when that's going to be. Because right now she's delivering it in the confessionals. She's delivering it to... I mean, she's making this happen. Like, she just won't let it go. Giselle is so up everyone's ass in their business this season. It drives me nuts, but I love watching it. That's why she's not going anywhere, though. To be oh, honest yeah, with you, that's the difference between Giselle and Robin. Now, with Sharice, Sharice has a lot of secrets on the Grand Dame, and she went away. And I really think that when she went away, because if you go back to the very beginning of The Real Housewives of Potomac, just like Kyle Richards was sort of the catalyst of starting and kicking off the cast for the OG version of Beverly Hills, they said Sharice was the same person for Potomac. And then shortly after, Sharice was taken out of the game. She wasn't as interesting as the other housewives so they moved on without her then we have her who i'm sure wants to get back onto the show she thinks in her mind i created this show it's a very vicky gumbelson sort of situation where it's like i made she, this and you she can't does give me, me a little like vicky gumbelson vibes just like a little bit 
Yes, it's it's a little Vicky Gumbelson vibes, but she has secrets. She is a vault. She knows things about the Grand Dame because these things were transpiring before they were ever on national television. And that was a moment in their lives where you could sit there and talk to a good girlfriend and it didn't serve you right to go behind their backs because Potomac has its own little society and you keep things to yourself and you maneuver and you go to these little functions. And it's like, I'm a girl's girl. You want to go to tea? I have a champagne room. Bump <laughs> elbows. You're hooking up with the help. Cute. But now that we're on TV, you're getting a fucking paycheck to out people <laughs> shit. And Sharice has the shit to be outed. So Karen is already on pins and needles because she's like, I went down this road. We don't know how she dealt with it behind the scenes with Ray Huger, but we know that she dealt with it and she doesn't want it to be revisited or reopened again. I have no idea where it came about when she was talking about or when Karen stood up and she started saying, don't talk about my mom because it was taken totally out of context. But it seemed if I could just read the situation from like a therapist, a psychologist point of view, which I am clearly not. You're not. (laughs) Which I am not. I'm looking at this as she needed a big moment, a big reaction to get out of what could potentially have been dropped in that moment. I did not even think about that. I did not even think about that. Yeah, because what she's trying to do right now is make it a moment where she can walk away. Because if Cherise says things behind Karen's back, Karen can say, Girl, please. Goodbye. But if she says it to her face and she has to look at Sharice in the face and they're both like, we know and you know I know, they're all going to look at Karen's reaction and she better have a damn good poker face if she's lying because all of the women are going to read right through it and they're going to read the way that she's moving her hands, her legs, the way that she's talking, the way her eyes pop, all of it. But now she gets to have a big, huge reaction in order to sort of take Sharice out of her comfort zone. And then we're not talking about her allegedly hooking up with some guy in her bathroom. Now we're talking about a moment where they both lost their tempers and we're taking our eye off of the original ball. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I like, I, I understand that. And and Karen has avoided Sharice, I mean, pretty much as many times as she possibly can with mm-hmm. Mia's little heyday, field day, whatever fest thing, you know, Karen didn't show up or no, she left, right? Something like that. Um, yeah. What happened? Why can't I remember that? What? She had to leave abruptly, Karen, when Sharice got there? or, or... No, she left because she's, I wasn't feeling good. I'm not feeling... Yeah, it's... right, right, right. Because she didn't want to be around Sharice. Sharice wasn't invited to her show or whatever. Like, oh, I thought I put Sharice on the group text. No, you didn't put Sharice on the group text, obviously. She's not listed on the group text, but you put Katie Ross on there. <laughs> Why are we doing Katie Ross? She's no, trying you. to, even now, like... Karen is still trying to double down on the... She has great confessional. She has good read. She's like, Sharice, nobody's been talking about you for a long time. And she's True. she's still good with the comebacks. She's still trying to deflect and hide or protect something. I don't know what it is, but Sharice is sitting on something that Karen obviously does not want out there. Giselle, I'm sure, is very aware of what this information is, but Giselle doesn't want to be the one to carry the bone because it probably wasn't a conversation between her... And Karen, it was but, a conversation between Sharice and Karen. Hold on real quick. I'm just going to say this. Giselle is one of those main cast members, one of those key players who loves to see the stone throw. She loves to be the one who's telling you, throw the stone. But then she has her hands behind her back when you turn around after you get hit in the head. And she's like, I didn't throw it. That's all. No, no, 100%. But I'm, I'm trying to understand if you have something on Karen and it is relating to Ray, let's say, maybe some adultery, maybe some whatever, I don't even know. And Karen and Ray have already squashed that beef up, maybe, you know. Why is that going to come out now? And why would that, like, you're too late to the game? 
Yeah. Give us some information. Give us something that you know now that they don't know about or one of them doesn't know about or that the group doesn't know about. You know, it's just yeah. coming in with some some weak, some weak tea, weak gossip, weak tea, not sweet weak tea. tea, not unsweet tea, not lemon no. tea, something weak. We tea. like that that builder's tea around here. Fuck does that mean? Uh, in England. So like the construction people are called the builders and they like their tea strong. So it's builder's tea. Listen, I'm just trying to educate you a little bit. That's <laughs> just kidding. Production, can we cue the cricket sound? <laughs> we don't have no. production. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Jason's like, I am production. No, but honestly, we've covered so much today with Beverly Hills, Potomac, um, the Ashley Darby of it all. She's still confused. We have the the Mexico trip. We're going to have to wait and see how this plays out. The real main focus this episode was obviously the rift between Mia and Jacqueline. The rift no, not 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 the wedding, not Robin's no, upcoming just, wedding. I'm so sick of hearing about this. I don't even care at this point. Like I don't care. You about know your who's wedding. so sick of hearing about it is Juan. Just him sitting on the couch while they're talking about where they're going to have their wedding, and the kids are like Jamaica, which actually sounds great. They want to do it like, oh, what about Chesapeake Bay? No, 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 thank you. Juan is just like, I don't care. Like, what are we doing? Did you see how underwhelmed the ladies were when they were like, we're going to Mexico, and the ladies were like, oh. <laughs> I was like. Mexico's really nice. Why? It is nice. You they just so don't know where to go. They're like, what happened to that one time we went to Amsterdam? Like, are we not getting any more trips like this? What's going on? I wonder if Salt Lake City season four, now that they won't be having Jen film with them, because remember when Whitney made the joke about her not being able to leave the country? I wonder if we will ever, if this franchise will ever get a trip outside of the country. I am curious. Mm, I think it would depend if they can have, if they can bring a really good show. Well... So. The budget's gotta the budget's gotta make sense, girl. And right now it doesn't seem like it's making a whole lot of sense. Nope, not at all. Yep. Not at all. Hmm. Well, hmm. listen. Did we miss anything, Jay? No, we no. didn't. We covered a lot. We covered a lot. Guys, I cannot believe we have been here for this long. Normally we don't, but again, since it's Monday, um, I just wanted to say happy Monday. I hope you guys have a great, big, beautiful week. We are doing our members only live tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern, which is 3 p.m. Pacific. You can catch it pinned in the live chat. Of course, thank you to everyone who gave us the Super Chat Super Stickers. We appreciate the hell out of you, all of our moderators and everyone in the live chat because, well, you guys got engaged and I felt a little bit shady today, but it might be because I've had five shots of espresso. Have a great week. Bye, guys. Love you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.